Hello and welcome to a special episode. We're not really giving it a number this time around, but a special episode of the No Balls Cricket Podcast. We are doing a well, a, a women's cricket roundup plus a preview of the World Cup, which starts in uh, two days. We, uh, as as usual, we cut. We are cutting things fine in terms of getting content out in terms of in, in ahead of a series or tournament because that's what we do. Um, that is Siddhant Pradhan, our club cricketer, who I believe has a cricket match coming up soon. Uh, cricket week, not for. cricket match. No, I'm, I'm not travelling for cricket tomorrow, unfortunately. It's a different game. Oh, okay. You're travelling for squash. Yes, I am. Okay. So, what, do you want to call me a squash player extraordinaire all of a sudden? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure that out. But I don't know. I, I don't think I need to be as complimentary as, uh, as that. Um, this is our Women's World Cup preview, um, and it is sponsored by Jimmy's Iced Coffee. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's just what I'm drinking right now, Jimmy's <laughs> Iced Coffee. If you want to sponsor us, please go ahead. Yeah, we, sh- we should be clear that these aren't actual real sponsors. No, the only real kind of, Yeah, the only real sponsor we have is Anchor. But, uh, but yes, oh, if uh, anyone... No, and also PDC. That's an actual real sponsor. Oh, yes, of course. Of course, yes, of course. Mm. Also, very good coffee, this. Uh, yes. We basically anyway. were giving them free advertising. Anyway, moving quick, moving swiftly on. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, Mr. Respected Journalist. Yes. Who is going to beat Australia? In the World Cup. It's hard to it's hard to see, but uh, you know, New Zealand just beat them in a warm-up and and Fairly comprehensively, actually. That was a well. It also took an epic from Sophie Devine. It did. That you're right. But also that it um, they finished that chase a lot quicker than anyone would expect. Right? It was a. It was. I think they were chasing down three twenty one was the target, and they finished that in like some forty three overs. Okay. Background to all of this before we go on to the warm up games. The Women's World yeah. Cup is being um, finally going to begin. Um, it's been delayed yeah. by a year because of the pandemic. It's due to take place in New Zealand, um, which for the last two or three years, since the 2017 World Cup, rather, so the last five years, basically, has been yeah. the highest scoring cricketing venue in women's cricket. Quite that is A. B, um, it is the first Women's World Cup that includes Bangladesh, special for them. It's also the first Women's World Cup to not have a qualifier. Um, normally, the top five teams qualify based on rankings, and the rest then fight for three spots um, to get into the tournament via a qualifier. This time, however, because of COVID, no qualifier. So Sri Lanka are the full member that's missed out along with Ireland, Zimbabwe as well. Um, the last time we had a Cricket World Cup, Thailand were involved. Um, they aren't this time, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I remember um, that. And uh, Bangladesh make their first appearance because they're high up on the rankings. Anyway, let's cut to the chase. Um, we're basically going to speak mostly about the Indian team because that's what we know about. And that's yeah. what we're... We're basically Indian, so that's what we're... We don't live there anymore, but yeah. that's a different story. And and we have to give some background about what's been happening in in women's cricket in India over the last few months. We 
can't remember how long it's been since we did our last episode on women's cricket it was maybe 4 or 5 months ago sometime late last year mm-hmm. it's uh, been 4 or 5 months and a lot's been going on in women's cricket and we will come to the controversial selections as well yeah the the basic thing that we want to get out the way though is that of the eight teams and this is um again a women's world cup that's going to be played in the same format as the 2019 men's world cup also everyone plays everyone there's only eight teams however um everyone plays everyone then two semi finals and a final um and the games to look out for if you're in india and india play pakistan that's a big game and of course this sunday um, which is a sunday as always that's a day nighter as well so people in india can catch it it's rather difficult for someone living in england however and um i don't know what it's like for anyone living in the us um it starts really late at night for me and then we'll continue on through the night so i i don't know how much i'll catch so it starts early in the night for me and then carries on through so i'm probably not going to end up watching yeah. it um uh, not because i don't want to just because it's it's just, just the ta- it's just the time yeah, it's just the time this happened the, this happened the last t20 not the last or maybe the previous t20 world cup that was in australia and we were in india it was it, the the games would happen very early in the morning so it was hard to though i did wake up for the final but anyway if you say so if you say so um anyway moving on here's a list of teams that is not going to win this world cup bangladesh pakistan that's it pretty much <laughs> um everyone else has a chance I don't anyway I I I don't want to be as dismissive of of Bangladesh and Pakistan and women's cricket as I am in men's cricket I mean Pakistan I'm only dismissive of in men's cricket because of the rivalry they're actually usually a fairly good team Oh no I uh, I'm just I'm just I'm 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 just writing them off because I don't think they're good enough <laughs> I don't know I'm I nothing to do with the rivalry I don't think either of those two, two teams are good enough to win the world cup the other six however very likely I mean very it likely, would be but there's a, there are a few clear, clear favorites there There are a few clear favorites. There's one clear favorite. It's yeah, like Australia is the one. Everyone is and here, then... and Australia is like up there. Um, yeah. The Australians power packed. I mean, what a squad! Meg Lanning. Look at the names on this list. There are already previous World Cup winners in there as well. Of course, they haven't won a World Cup since 2013 because Harman um, Preet Kaur knocked them out of the last one. Um, yeah. Um, and the last time they won. Um, I believe it was Lisa Stalaker who was still playing. She was captain as well. Um but look at the names on this list. Quite possible if it was 9 years ago. It was 9 years ago. Um Meg Lanning, the the ones to watch out for, Meg Lanning, Ashley Gardner who's one of the first aboriginals to play uh test cricket for one of three aboriginal cricketers to play test cricket for Australia. Uh quick uh, quiz is um who are the other two? They're both men. One played recently in the Ashes, one was the only night watchman to ever make a double hundred in test cricket if you don't get those two then unfortunately <laughs> um you guys are useless but um <laughs> but look at the rest of the names on this list the big ones meg lanning uh, ashley gardner rachel haynes alisa healy jess johnson kartam spinner um alana king who's made a absolutely brilliant start to her test career the leg spinner for australia um talia mcgrath the all-rounder best mooney as well and of course everyone's favorite Ellie Sperry um Megan Shute uh Annabel Sutherland the quick and Amanda Jade well, well so those are the big names Amanda Jade Wellington um uh, Grace Harris 
and Nicola Carey and Darcy Brown make up the rest of the squad, but that is power back. I mean, you look at those names and you're just thinking, there are five people that can beat you on one day. There are three people that can beat you on their own on any other day. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a reason they're clear favourites, even despite yeah. the uh, despite the warm-up loss to, to New Zealand. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty clear that just the level of talent throughout the squad sets them apart. I mean, what they did to England in the Ashes also. I mean, they just basically annihilated them. It was uh, during the at least during the limit during the limited over like no yeah during the limited over was like absolutely annihilated England. Um, came close to visit that match, but of course this is one day cricket, so it doesn't really matter. The format changes. Yeah. Um, going through the rest of the teams, you'd look at South Africa and the West Indies as dark horses. Um, South Africa without one very important name there. Um, their, their captain, um, Dani Van Niekerk, is not in the squad. She's out with an injury. Players to look out for for yeah. them, Shadna Mismail and Marzan Cap, the two quicks. Um, and then with the back, you have to look at um, Lizelle Lee and Laura Fulfart. And yeah, those are the two main ones that you're looking out for, as well as Mignon Dupree. Shadna Mismail um, has, been, has been getting a little bit of uh, notoriety recently because she has uh, a great bouncer, one one which recently took uh, knocked Smriti Mandana out of a game um, mm-hmm. for a couple of for, for, for a couple of days, and it is just in general one of the best exponents of the of the bouncer in women's cricket. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, one of the quickest bowlers in women's cricket as well. So she, uh, you know, gives a real sort of fright for everybody there. Um, Will they win the World Cup? Probably not. They're in good form, though. They've beaten the West Indies and they beat South. They beat India the last time. Uh, they travelled to India as well. Um, bear in mind that was we will get to India in a minute, but that was um, the first uh, series that India played post-pandemic in. Well, that played in a year. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a pretty yeah. undercooked India. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but they did win 4-1 and they won pretty convincingly at that. So, dark horses for them to watch out for. And the other dark horse, Keith, that I want to get into, and this is a real dark horse team, is the West Indies. And they have some serious power in this team. Um, Deanna Gotten made 160 in the, um, the recently concluded ODI series against South Africa. She's the one, one of the bigger ones to watch out for. But the other big names that they have, um, Hayley Matthews, Stefani Taylor, and uh, Shakira Salman as well, and Anissa Mohammed, the left arm spinner. Yeah, and we know this West Indies team; they've kind of followed the the tradition, the, well, the now conventional West Indies format of just uh, a lot of flair and a lot of you know um, power hitters, and and just like really exciting cricket to watch, and that automatically puts them in the dark horses uh, category. And I mean, they go by what a traditional sort of West Indian team is supposed to be is because of the variable conditions between the West Indian venues. Remember, places like Trinidad and Guyana spin, Barbados is really quick, Jamaica gives you the best of both worlds. Um, You get a well-rounded team as well. Um, We know the West Indies men's side hasn't been the best for a long, long time. But the women can create an upset. Remember the last time they... uh, the Women's T20 World Cup was held alongside the men. They did win it. That was in 2016. Um, that was in 2016. So they are a pretty dangerous team. Um, so, you know, honors, honestly, underestimate them at your own time. Yeah, for sure. Definite, definite dark horses. 
Definitely. So those are the two dark horses. Um, if I was to pick four teams to qualify for the semifinals, these are my four, though. So Australia we've already, one. We've yeah. already spoken about Australia. Um, the other three, I would say India, New Zealand, and probably South Africa. Not England? Oh, sorry. Uh, India, England, and then probably South Africa. Not New Zealand. Thank you, pardon. Not New Zealand? Okay, anyway. A bit of a bias. We will get into it. We will get into that. A bit of a bias on that, actually. Sorry. Um, but okay. probably, so I think uh, three three spots are I'm more or less... So you're, you're right, actually. I don't know why. That was a bit of a biased opinion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's the, the, the three or four teams that I'm looking at. Um, Australia, New Zealand, England, obviously the three strongest. We will get to New Zealand, England in a second, and then, of course, we'll come to India. Um, but you're looking at New Zealand um, recently concluded ODI series against India where they won. Um, very high scoring series that for a women's series, honestly. Yeah. Um, and players to look out for from New Zealand. They're the hosts as well, don't forget. Um, Sophie Devine, who's the captain. Susie Bates, um, absolutely class batsman. The Kerr sisters, Amelia Kerr has been in fantastic form. She's been moved up to number three and created a storm. Uh, Amy Satterthwaite, I can't pronounce that properly, and Leah Tahu, the quick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, and Amelia Kerr has, I think, just become one of the big stars of, of women's cricket. Um, just uh, produced another. Was it was it her innings that I was talking about in the in the? Uh, no, it, well, it was her and Sophie Devine together in, in that warm up game against Australia. Um, yeah, so Devine had that hit one sixty one of one hundred and seventeen, you know, to, to help that chase. Amelia has just generally been one of the one of the stars. Her, her innings in that game was 92 of 75. So clearly these are people in form, and you know we India kind of helped them be in form in the recent series, and you know with with the home advantage as well. And it, again, talented side all around. Yeah, absolutely. And home conditions, uh, how much of a factor can that play? However, there have been very good pitches at a lot of these venues that you've played at, um, and that has really really helped the New Zealand side. I think they've been fabulous because of that. Yeah. Definitely. And if we're so, going to get I mean, more of the same, we're going to get a very exciting World Cup. I must say. I agree, and this is also why I'm surprised that you're saying not you, that you're not saying New Zealand as a uh, uh, semi-finals contender. We'll, we'll we'll revisit that. I forgot about England. Uh, That's the main reason. <laughs> um, hmm. England probably second favorites in the tournament. I would say. Yeah, I mean, defending champions. I don't know. I mean, it, the, the Ashes series show that there's a gap between them and Australia, but then there's probably a gap between everyone in Australia, as you've been saying. Um, where England rank against the likes of India, New Zealand, South Africa, that's that's probably the, the more pertinent question. Um, I think, yeah, second second likeliest for second favourites are probably probably the right, uh, right place to put them. Yeah, I think second would be the right place to put them. I think them and New Zealand are probably fighting for that second slot. Unless Harman Court decides to, you know, rain on everybody's parade like she did last time. Um, so, uh, England players to look at. Heather Knight and Nat Siver, the captain and vice-captain. Those are, you know, proper, two pro- great players to have. Um, then you have Tammy Beaumont, Catherine Brunt, Kate Cross as well. Um, Sophie Eccleston, the left-arm spinner. Uh, Anya Shrubsole, every Indian does not want to remember her. And... <laughs> I was just about to say. And then you look at uh, maybe Danny Wyatt as well. Um, but it's it's a power pack squad. It's got pretty much everything. It's got all the bases covered. They've got a good fast bowling lineup. Um, 
Yep. You know, you look at people like Grant, yeah, Grant, Anya Shamsul, Nat Siver, um, Kate Cross as well. So those are your quicks. Uh, if, and if, if, if any of the conditions end up being traditional New Zealand conditions, which age swing, that's going to be a dangerous bowling lineup to, to face. Yeah. Um, I would say it would be a surprise if England don't make the final. But the real question for England is, can they beat Australia? And that is, you know. Yeah, but that, I mean, we're that you know we're saying this for we everyone we've said that England New Zealand are power pack squads. You know, we know that there's talent all across the board, but there is a clear gap mm. at the moment. No, there's a very clear gap. Um, we're not going to go into Bangladesh and Pakistan because we don't really know too much about them. Also because also because you've already. Also because you've already dismissed them at this time. No, so. Honestly, for the fact that you really don't watch much women's cricket with them in it, um, not because of anything else, but just because it isn't broadcast. No, that's true. <clears throat> um, I, I and, think and that's the, one of the things. Yeah, it will. Seeing the India Pakistan game will be interesting. It's always obviously a huge draw at, at any ICC tournament. Um, will be again this this weekend. Uh, it'll probably be for for us a, a good. First look at this this iteration of the Pakistan side. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be a, a really, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to just see. Um, the Bangladesh team has some brilliant names as well that I really want to uh, mention here. Um, just for how brilliant this name is. Her name is Fargana Hawk Pinky. <laughs> that is that is quite uh, quite an quite an interesting name. Um. And for Pakistan, Bispa Maruf, obviously the captain, is is the one that everyone needs to watch out for. And as well, actually, as Diana Beg. So those are the two names that you sort of know. Nira Dar as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Not really much known about the rest of the team, at least that we haven't seen, basically. Yeah, at least from our perspective. I'm sure we, we should say that there are probably more avid watchers of, of women's cricket who, who know these players a lot better than we do. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think from a from a Pakistan perspective, our knowledge and Bangladesh perspective, really, our knowledge is a little limited. Right, coming to the Indian side, and I have a feeling India are going to really struggle in this tournament. I'm looking at that squad and I'm thinking, where's the fast bowling? We and we we said this, you know, the last time we were talking about India as well. I think I think when we were doing a little bit of a roundup of their series versus New Zealand, and it's literally the fast bowling has ended up. Being Julian Goswami and and like almost no one else, and that's just that's a problem. Julian, it's Julian Goswami's been playing for like donkeys years now. The fact that we don't have any fast bowler that can sort of back her up and be a good partner is is uh, is a huge weakness. The batting looks okay. Weirdly, looks okay without Jemima Rodriguez. I'm I'm surprised, and we, I I don't I don't know how much will go into that uh, selection decision, but I am surprised that Jemima Rodriguez is not in the squad. But yes, you're right. The, the you know Smriti Mandana has found some form. Arnabeep Kaur found some form in the last uh, last ODI versus New Zealand. I do want to say, as controversial as this opinion may be, Mithali Raj is a bit of like she's probably still the best batter in the squad. But also her batting style may hold India back quite often. I I, I think the the pace she plays at in a in a limited overs 
stepping uh you know it can it can it, it sometimes it prevents india from scoring you know bigger totals but i mean she probably has a reason she wants to anchor the side she doesn't want she wants to guard against any you know quick loss of wickets but at times that's yeah, um, so that might yeah. be an issue you look at the rest of the team i mean you look at uh, okay so julian goswami and pooja vasaka seem to be the only two quicks that's what's really bothering me because if there's an injury there you're finished simran bahadur yeah. is a backup quick but the other two are uh, the other two the sub standbys are ekta bish and s meghna now meghna is basically a batsman ekta bish is a left arm spinner yeah the i mean it just basically just reinforces what you're saying the the uh, the quick fast bowling is a is a bit of a well not a bit a huge weakness at the moment it's a huge weakness however having said that um, you look at the spin department and it's pretty well stacked you look at the batting and the the thing that you're missing really not much i mean mitali raj fine she's the only one that can sort of hang around but everywhere else you look there's there's people that can get on with it i mean um yasika bhatia um and then you look you go down you look at shafali war shafali varma harmanpreet kaur smriti vandana obviously we've already spoken out, uh, about um so it does look all right i think the batting is 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 not the issue um Spinners, you're well stacked as well. You have Poonam Yadav, you have Rajshree uh, uh, Gaikwad, and Deepti Sharma, and also Sayarana. So you know they're they're well stacked there. I think that's that's not going to be a problem. They're going to depend on the spinners, obviously, um, to pick yeah. up their wickets. And I think in the one game in that series where the spinners did do well is when India did best. Yeah, and I mean you know that's been the case I think for a while in both uh, bilateral series and the tournaments, even the last. Uh, the last t20 world cup i remember is it was largely you know we we relied a lot on uh, punam yadav and and uh, and deepti sharma and, and you know they they both end up being quite tricky bowlers to face for for a lot of batters around the world the the other thing that you have to notice is that deepti sharma's um sort of standing as a batter seems to have dropped with all these players that have come in that can score faster than him yeah which i think is a little bit of natural evolution i guess um you know because I, you know you're you've been mentioning how the 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 tournaments or games so far have been um, have been high scoring and the point is if you need to be high scoring then you also need to score quickly and 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 so you value players who can do that a lot more yeah absolutely it's still a squad with a few gaping holes in it namely the fast bowling um yeah i mean you really only have pooja vasakar and obviously julian goswami but you're missing somebody and i mean it's unbelievable to me that you can leave out someone of the experience of shikha pandey yeah that that was the other controversial selection outside of uh, chennai big field um i, I mean to be they, to be fair to be no, fair there's been no real communication as to why that's happened it's just they've kept it internal and they've just said this is the squad we think is best for the world cup but yeah to be fair the worry for me is not so much leaving out jemima rodrigues because the rest of the batting sort of cover up covers up for that that's true and and especially when you have when, when someone like shafali varma has has come on so well since she's made yeah. her debut um it, you can cover for her. that that i agree also the promise that the 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 two bhatia astania and yasika bhatia pro, 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 pro sort of show you 
is that in that yeah. you know as batters they can progressively score you know pretty quickly yeah that, so so they, they i mean basically going to your point yeah there, because of people like them there is a batting depth that makes you feel a little more comfortable in, in leaving jimaim out yeah absolutely uh, um but again interesting to see that i mean um shikha pande being left out is just a really really odd one and yeah can't understand it i mean even if you had a fast bowler of the backup sort of backup quality that someone like say arundhati reddy would have provided that would have been fine um but you know just going in with two and pooja vasaka is known to be a bit profligate she can go for runs at times yeah um what so, interesting thing about, about julanga swami is she's become a really good low order hitter um uh, in recent years yeah so i mean interesting to see that um but where do we really rate them if they make the semi finals it'll be a bit of an achievement for me yeah it does seem like i i don't know if it's regression from them obviously you know we're going to go into this a little bit in terms of what's happened with indian women's cricket but compared to the side or just not compared to the side but in terms of you know matching this against the 2017 tournament run it feels like a lot of sides have a lot of teams have just sort of overtaken them in the standing and and part of it is just because india play a lot less cricket in on the women's side um but also i think yeah the, the the talent that has come up in other places it's just come up a lot more compared to it has the way it has in india we've been through this with indian cricket you know it's going to be the case but the pcci just has not been paying any attention to it yeah and and uh, that's that's hampering this team's chances in this particular tournament as well i would i do think you know you you mentioned dark horse contenders i think they're they're amongst that and the they can I, i would not be surprised to see them in the semis but yeah they i you see sides like um england new zealand australia clearly you know especially we've played new zealand australia recently and and lost those series fairly comprehensively same with south africa the last when we came back after the pandemic so we know that there that gap has been there um i, I it, it's the replicating that sort of run from 2017 is going to be a challenge I think you have to also realize. I think that run was a bit of a fairy tale. It was also, and speaking of that run, by the way, there's a lot of pressure on Harmanpreet Kaur at the moment because uh, there's just been a lot of talk that since that tournament, she's not been great in uh, for in India colors. She's been a really good batter when, uh, in fact, not just batter. She's effectively just become a really good all rounder when it's um, when it's come up in in when she's played in franchise cricket, uh, both in England and Australia. But her performances for India. haven't been great. She did just score a 50 in the last uh, last innings out against uh, against New Zealand but up until then you know someone like Diana Elgy for example was saying that you know it it maybe she doesn't even deserve a place in the squad in the side at the moment. Um I mean it's hard to to drop Harmanpreet Kaur. I mean she is one of your best batsmen. I think the thing that they need to do though is I think Harmanpreet Kaur is one of those players that does better as she's moved higher up the order. And batting at 5 or 6 I think she she goes into a sort of mindset where it's kind of a bit of like sort of bash or block and i think some of those people i feel as a batter that she could just if she goes out there with a completely clear head she'll be fine but if she's sort of in between um it's a bit like yuvraj singh honestly if you sometimes used to watch yuvraj singh in situations where he's sort of 
he's not sure of what he has to do either you know play a sort of calm inning and bat time or just go for it invariably in the situations where he goes in with a clear head and an idea of what to do he does much better which i guess is probably true of of uh, i think it's the same for across people. format uh, across formats and for everyone right like you need that you need the clarity of what you're trying to do whether it's role whether it's context of of the situation like that just helps for every, any batter i think yeah i mean but as i say i th- i just think she should bat a little bit higher up the order um and that will probably be better off but the probably the whole team will probably be better off for but who would you move down is the question then well i mean you have to have mitali raj batting at 3 so the rest of the order can move down a bit there is just have harman preet at 3 I mean, it's not a bad suggestion, but then you run into the obvious problem of having Mitali Raj, who's not the quickest. Let me remind you, um, batting at four, and that could hamper an inning. Now, Raj with time is a different game, ball game. Harpreet Kaur at four, I think, would be a perfect fit. Well, I, I mean, we're talking about clarity in terms of you know knowing exactly what you have to do. I think if Mitali Raj comes in towards the end of an innings, uh, which she may have to do, which she would. hopefully if you know the more often she bats four or maybe even five i don't know four well, let's keep it at four that means she knows that she has to score quicker and therefore she will prob she may just not take as much time to get herself in it could do but the other problem is do you really feel and i am not taking away from anything italy raj has done over how many ever years in women's cricket do you really think she has the game to come in and be a lower order basher I mean, also we're talking about number four, so that's not really like it's not a low order basher. We're saying four. I mean, I mentioned five briefly, but four five is not. It's like you're still, a, you know, a frontline batter there. It's just your role changes slightly. Uh, whether she has the game to score, I mean, look, she's been she's had a decent level of success in T20 cricket as well. So it's not. Yes, she's she probably is well, not probably. She definitely isn't as explosive as someone like a Smriti Mandana or Arminti Kaur, but. she has the shots and if you give her that role and she can maybe grow into it okay so um let's just cut to the chase semi finalists who are you who are you backing i'm thinking australia england new zealand india interesting i'm going to go out on a limb here and say india aren't making it i'm going to go with south africa as the fourth one yeah Was well, look so at least you finally corrected yourself after I, I said corrected. why New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did forget about England. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You g- good job. You forgot about the defending World Cup champions. Yeah, th- th- this is how much I don't want to remember Anya Shamsul. <laughs> Fair enough. That was a heartbreaking moment for us. That was a horrible day to watch cricket for an Indian fan. Anyway. Um, Indian women's cricket has been launched into the stratosphere, and the BCCI is doing absolutely bugger all about it. Yes, speaking of horrible things that have been happening in in Indian women's cricket, um, it's just been the last two years, especially the the once the pandemic hit, and then the the reaction, the cricket reaction to to the pandemic, women's cricket has just been shafted like completely. Yeah, and I mean the. The whole point over the last week was if you look through the BCCI's women's cricket Twitter handle, there are more posts from the fake BCCI women's handle than the re- the real one. 
they're doing absolutely nothing to promote this squad. Uh, you know, to, I think today was finally the first time, you know, Star Sports did a promo and that's not even, they didn't even, it's not like they did a promo for the World Cup. They just did a promo for the India-Pakistan match. Um, yeah, so like, so like a, you know, the sort of hype video that you'd get with the men's team for every, before any tournament, honestly, forget before any tournament, they'll do hype videos before any random series. Uh, that that's just you know that that level of promotion it's just nowhere close to that. Do you want to the question now? Really, is before we end this episode, we have two questions to ask. Only two, one that's rhetorical and one that I want an answer for. Uh-huh. Um, does the BCCI really care about women's cricket? This is a rhetorical, a rhetorical one. I can answer it for you. We can all answer it. Yeah. Uh, the second question that I want to end on before we conclude this Women's World Cup preview. Um, who can beat Australia? Anyone? <laughs> Wait, no, I need to bash the BCCI more. Hang on. <laughs> your your, rhetor- your rhetorical is too rhetorical. No, look, when it comes to women's cricket, we we all I mentioned the, the whole post-pandemic thing. Um, also, just the way they've the the, the the sort of disdainful way they've spoken about the the possibilities of a women's IPL coming up, which is something that we've been crying out for for years now, and instead all we've gotten is that four team T Twenty challenge that's happened, which is honestly once. a bit bit crap, huh? Yeah, and and so the latest thing from the BCCI was you know we don't have enough depth and talent to have a full IPL. How are you going to find the depth and talent if you don't like, organize these tournaments and organize these events? Also, how do you not have a depth and talent for a full nationwide tournament when West Bengal, which is the, the association from which the current BCCI president comes from, is able to organize a, a big tournament full of, I think it was like an eight-team tournament. If they can organize that, if there's enough talent just in West Bengal to have, a, have that big a tournament, how is there not enough talent in all of India to, to organize that? It's ridiculous. Wow, that is it is again BCCI. Do you really care about women's cricket? Do you? Oh, we can. You, we can is it just us? We can also, do you? <laughs> we can also do a follow up from last week's episode because we we bashed Borya Majumdar a lot. Borya Majumdar's PhD in cricket needs to be revoked because he clearly clearly has completely outdated and arrogant views when it comes to women's cricket. Everyone talks about the whole revenue issue and oh, you know how we're going to do more matches when they don't make enough money. Again, promote it, grow the game, it will end up starting to make money. So, is he the Indian cricketing version of Mullah Omar? <laughs> that... <laughs> That is the way to end a No Balls Cricket episode. Thank you all very much for watching. <laughs> this has been our Women's Cricket Preview. Um, do tune in to the Women's World Cup, uh, however odd the time zones are. Um, it is in New Zealand. There are a lot of day-night games. It should be really fun. It's a good tournament. There will be some very good cricket on. Enjoy. Yes, uh, it should be a good, fun tournament to watch, however much we can watch. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please remember to like, share, subscribe and click on the bell icon to remain notified of all our videos. And if you're listening to us on audio, we're available on all these platforms and they include Pocket Cast, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podcast Addict as well.